Resurrection Sunday. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are alive. Thank you that you're alive. You're not in the grave. You are alive. You are real. Your power is real. Thank you, God, that we can know you and walk with you. Thank you, Father. We are so excited to be gathered today to just remember what you've done and remember the power that we have access to. And I just pray that you'd open our hearts to hear from you today, Father. I pray that you'd speak to us. I pray for the spirit of um, wisdom and revelation to be in this place. And I just pray that you'd open our ears to hear what the Spirit's saying to the church. In Jesus' name, all the saints said, Amen. Amen. I've been having um, a scripture just going through my spirit for over a week now. And it's Colossians 3 verse 1. And it's in the Passion Translation. I don't normally hear scriptures being... um, I don't normally feel the Holy Spirit inspiring me with scriptures from the Passion Translation. Usually it's from my ESV, which I constantly read. Um, Anyway, it's this. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. You are destined to live with the resurrection life of Jesus flowing through you to change the world around you. Amen? I'm going to say that again. You are destined to live with the resurrection life of Jesus flowing through you to change the world around you. Christianity is so much more than saying a prayer to to go to heaven one day. Amen? It's so much more. It's so much more than going to church on a Sunday. It's about Jesus dealing with your sin problem and then coming to live in you so you can go and change the world because he's in you. Amen? So his death and resurrection is a big deal. And we just need to remember, this is a reminder to everyone who's saved. And if this is new information for you, then hallelujah. May your brain be exploded today um, with some good news. When, when Jesus died and resurrected, it changed everything. It changed everything. I've got five things that this is not an extensive list. There's lots of things that it changed. But here's five things um, that are a big deal. Number one, Jesus took the keys of death and hell. Revelation 1 verse 18, it says, Fear not, I am the first and the last and the living one. I died and behold, I am alive forevermore and I have the keys of death and Hades. Jesus has the keys of death and that means that if he's, if, if he's the Lord of your life, you don't have to fear death and you will never die. Your body might die, but your spirit lives forever and ever, which is really, really, really good news. Without him, you will spend an eternity apart from him, which is worst case scenario. But with Jesus, you spend eternity with him because he has the keys of death and hell. Amen. Two, Jesus defeated sin. Somebody say amen. 
Amen. Colossians 2, 13 to 15. And you who were dead in trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by cancelling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Hallelujah. What did Jesus do to your sin? Amen. He cancelled the record of debt. He got rid of it. Man, and when we come to Jesus and we say, Lord, I want to follow you. He takes out your sinful nature. He doesn't leave you in your sin, stuck with a sin problem. He removes your sinful nature and he, and he forgives your sin and he remembers it no more. Isn't that good news? Without Jesus, you are guilty. There's nothing you can do to make you not guilty. It's really important because sometimes we get the thoughts in our mind, if, if I'm a, it's okay because I'm a good person. Has anyone ever heard that before? I go and do good things. But it's not enough because everyone's born with a sinful nature. Everyone. And that's the problem. With a sinful nature, you are separated from a holy God. And the only answer to that is Jesus. The only thing that will wash that sinful nature away is the blood of Jesus. Amen? So he defeated sin and he actually takes out your sinful nature and he gives you a brand new heart, a heart to know him. And he makes you pure and holy and above reproach so that you can step boldly into the presence of God. So you don't have to live with a sin problem. Sin becomes on the outside and Jesus lives on the inside which is really good news. Oh, it's good news. I just got goosebumps. It's good, good news. Praise God. Number three, Jesus disarmed rulers and authorities. It said it there in verse 15 of Colossians 2. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame. But Ephesians 1, 18 to 20 says, having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of power towards us who believe. Oh my goodness, I'm not even preaching on that, but that is an encouraging scripture. There is immeasurable greatness of power towards us who what? Believe. There is immeasurable greatness of power for you, Christian. If you what? Believe, believe, believe. Belief is the key, right? I've lost my spot. According to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in, in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and every name, that is to be named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. Hallelujah. Jesus, far above all rule, authority, power, dominion, and every name that is to be named. Ah, oh, Jesus. 
You've got to remind yourself, Jesus is far above all rule, authority, power and dominion and every name that is to be named. Every demon has to bow at the name of Jesus. Every sickness has to bow at the name of Jesus. Amen? He has it all. Speaking of authority, number four. He took back the authority Adam lost when he sinned and he gave that authority to who? To us, to you, to me. Matthew 28, 18, Jesus came to them and said, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and do what? Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And behold, I'll be with you to the end of the age. Jesus took all the authority and then he's like, I'm going to give it to you so you can go and make disciples. And you're you're just going to make disciples. More disciples who make disciples who make disciples. And we're going to infect the world with the gospel, with the truth, with the life. Amen? The answer to the darkness in the world is Christians arising and shining. Amen? Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the peoples, but the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will be seen upon you. You are the answer to to this dark world. The church is the answer. Christ in you is the answer to the darkness in the world. Amen? And you have the authority that Jesus won which is really good news because it means you can go with boldness. You can go and pray for the sick and expect that people will be healed. It means you can preach the gospel and expect that people will get saved. It means you can hear God and obey him and expect that amazing things are going to happen. Why? Because he's real, because he's given the authority to you. Amen? Number five, Jesus purchased your healing. 1 Peter 2.24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been what? Healed. Hallelujah. His body was torn apart for our healing. It's his will that you be healed. Sickness is from the devil. I'm going to say it straight. <laughs> Sickness is from the devil. And we need, to, we need to get into the word of God and know what it says. And then go after it. And people will say, but Naomi, I've tried to pray for someone who was sick and they died or something didn't happen. And I say, try again. Because the word of God says, what does it say? By his wounds, you are healed. The word says that he's given you the authority. The word says that Jesus' name is above every other name, right? So we pray again and we pray again and we go after it because the devil is going to push back. Whenever you get awoken to the truth, the devil will push back and he will fight hard. But I promise, if you keep praying, don't change the subject. If you keep praying, if you keep pressing in, you will see 
miracles start to break out. You will see healing come. You will see demons go. Amen? So it's a big deal, yes? Hallelujah. If all this is true, then there are some pretty big implications for Christians. 1 John 4, 17, it says, because, um, As he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. Jesus, when he was on the earth, he fulfilled the old covenant and he dealt with sin. Yes, yes. But he also modeled what a normal Christian life should look like. And there's an invitation for us to look like Jesus and to walk like Jesus. My, uh, sorry, John 14, 12, Jesus said these words, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I'm going to the Father. If that's not a big fat invitation for us to step into, I don't know what is. What's the key? Whoever believes, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these will he do because I'm going to the Father. Jesus healed the sick, he raised the dead, he cast out demons, he walked on water, he walked through walls for goodness sake. Oh my goodness, he also loved, he had compassion, he lived in a constant um, state of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's pretty amazing too, hey, and that's available to all of us. I'm looking forward to the greater works because the Holy Spirit's in us. And when we all join together as one family and there's unity and we all go and do something together, my goodness, there's Holy Spirit in you and me and all our gifts come together and we can do amazing things on the earth for, for the Lord. Mark 16, one more. Mark 16, seven, 17, sorry. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. And they will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. These signs will follow those who what? Believe. The key again, belief, belief. Hallelujah. Are you feeling excited? This is good news. Right? Because he's alive. This is great news. We're going to go back to verse 2 of Colossians 1. No, Colossians 3, sorry. Because verse 2 gives us the key for starting to walk in the resurrection power of Jesus, apart from belief. Well, let's just, belief is like way up there. Here's another key. Um, we'll start at verse 1 again. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honour and authority. Verse 2, yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. One um, 
the ESV says, fix your mind on the things above, not on the things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden in Christ, in God. So one of the keys to stepping into this resurrection power is it all starts up here. First, what do you believe? Do you actually believe the truth? And secondly, what are you thinking about? What are you focused on? What's, what's taking up your mind space? What are you feeding your mind with? Is it on the things above where Christ is seated? Or is the prime time of your thought life fixed on the things of the world? It's really easy. It can happen really easily. What you focus on, you will move toward. And Craig Rochelle says, your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Say that again. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So if you want to start to step into the resurrection power of Jesus, it all starts with setting your mind on things above, where Christ is seated, not on the things of the world. Amen? People will often say, I feel so discouraged, life is so hard, blah, blah, blah. Um, And my first question will be, what are you filling your mind with? And if it's a diet of social media and Netflix, then it's self-inflicted, the fact that you're feeling discouraged and not walking in the power of God. Ouch. (laughs) We can so often just be filling our minds with the things of the world. It doesn't mean that it's sinful to watch a movie or to, I don't know, go on Facebook or whatever, whatever. But it's like, what is taking up the majority of your time? Let it be the things above, not the things of the world. Amen? Get your mind right and your life will follow. Fill your mind with truth. Um, Fill your mind with the Word of God. Talk to God. He lives inside of you. Ask Him questions. It's amazing what happens when you start to ask God questions. He'll answer you. He'll give you wisdom. He'll point you in the right direction. It will change your life. All right. We're nearly done. Colossians 3, 5 to 10. We're just going to read a little bit more. It says, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked, and when you're living in them, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of of its creator. Often, got a jacket. I had to go looking. I had to go looking. I was like, do I even own a jacket? Often, sometimes people will get saved 
And they'll be like, yes, Jesus is Lord of my life. But they'll walk around forgetting. And, the, and they'll still struggle with sin and they'll struggle with all those things that, that it was talking about. They'll struggle with obscene talking coming out of their mouth. They'll struggle with lying or, or slandering people. Or, but the Bible, like it's just so clear. It's not who you are. And, and all it says there is put it off. Just put it off. It's really easy to put it off. You just go like this. Just put it off. It's not who you are. Sin's on the outside and Jesus is on the inside. And then it's like, put off the old self with its practices and put on the new self. Hang on. Sorry, I couldn't find a white one. We put on the new self. It doesn't look anything like the old self, does it? It's brand new. God makes us what? Brand new creations. The old things have passed away. The old way that I used to be, the old way I used to think, it's all passed away. And the new has come. It says, verse 10, and put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Then it keeps going. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, Kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if anyone has a complaint against one another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these things, put on what? Love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing, admonish, I can't even say that word, admonishing, somebody say that for me now, admonishing one another with all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with, thanks, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the Father through him. We put on Christ. We put him on. He's in us. He's in us. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. Let's remember to put him on. Let's remember to walk it out. Let's remember to believe what the word of God says. Because if we do that, we'll start to change the world. Eleven apostles turned the known world upside down. There's only eleven of them. 
but the, the Holy Spirit was in all of them. There's more than 11 people in this room. Imagine what could happen if we started actually believing the Word of God and acting upon it. We'll change the world. <laughs>